0: Welcome to La Taverna Friuli Wines, the definitive podcast on wines from Friuli Venezia Giulia. I'm your host, Wayne Young. here we are clubhouse is open we're waiting for some people to arrive so we'll get started soon and uh, as the room populates as usual uh, we will have things going on Mattia has already joined us so thanks Mattia for coming in hopefully some other folks will come and uh, join the room and we'll have some comments and questions from the from the folks on Clubhouse. But before we get started, we have a very special guest here in the Taverna studio, usually just on Clubhouse, listening in, very rarely says anything, but right here by my side in beautiful downtown Rizzi, Udine, I have my favorite ex-wife, Vanessa. Come on over here and say hi.
1: Ciao. Ciao. Come Happy on, Happy to be close. in Udine.
0: Yes, thanks for coming in. So you are a great lover of Venice. Yes. Yes, get a little bit closer and so don't be shy so so Venice is your love but you have been to Friuli before
1: I have a few yeah. times I like it very much
0: yeah what do you like about Friuli
1: just very kind people
0: oh good good food, I mean other than me
1: good wines my favorite ex-husband <laughs> his lovely wife always have a wonderful time in Friuli
0: Well, thanks for coming and sitting in And, uh, yeah, so uh, jump in if you have a question. I know we don't have a mic for you today.
1: Okay, thanks for having me. Poke (laughs)
0: me if you want to ask a question. Okay, I will poke you. you. All the way from New Jersey, ladies and gentlemen. Beautiful downtown Harrison, New Jersey. (laughs) So, anyway, thanks, Ness, for being here. Really appreciate it. So. So our, uh, and here's Emilia is also listening. So we're going to bring her up on stage. If Mattia, if you want to come up on stage, Emilia, if you want to come on up on stage, feel free to come on up and we'll uh, we'll get to you soon. So our our guest of honor tonight, our special winery guest this evening, apart from my favorite ex-wife, is Fabio Datimis Maniago Marchio. Marchio, yes. Marchio, Okay. From Atimis di Maniago is the name of the winery, correct? Conte d'Attimis Maniago. Okay, sorry. Almost there. Almost there. I'll get it. I'll get it. It's, there's a lot of words in there. <laughs> <laughs>
2: there are. There are many words, are. yes. Yes, so, and if you uh, know my surname, there are many it's, more. It's, Oh,
0: really? So there's.
2: D'Attimis Maniago Marchio. Exactly. And luckily enough, I don't have a second name. <laughs> oh, okay. So otherwise, it would have been. Otherwise, hell. it would have been, yeah.
0: Filling out documents must be a long process for you.
2: Yes. My, my signature doesn't fit in most documents. Re- oh,
0: okay. <laughs> so a bit you, you have to write very small.
2: Yes, but that <laughs> would p- make it unreadable. So. <laughs> Not that my signature is very readable, to okay. be honest.
0: But. And of course, we're here with Nad. How are you doing, darling? I'm
3: fine. I'd just like to say, without giving anything away, that at this current moment, I'm actually translating for uh, Vino Dila, who I work yes. with, the experiences that you can have in your family's winery. Oh. So... I already know a lot about the history, which I'm sure you'll mention this evening. Yeah, the history of the names and how you've been around for 500 years. Oops, there you go, I already said <laughs> uh, you
2: Almost, not yet, not but yet. Not yet, mm.
3: but yeah, so I'm I'm excited to hear you tell us about everything. And I've also never tasted this wine before, yes. which I think we should tell our guests translates as... Tongue cutter. Yes, cuts or, the tongue. Or cuts yes. the tongue. Mm-hmm. come
0: taglio, cuts lenghe come lingua. Tongue. The tongue, yes, in, exactly.
3: In dialect, right, in, in Friulano.
0: Mm-hmm. Is that a Friulano dialect, tazze lenghe, or is it well, just...
3: Uh, firstly, I don't
2: speak Friulano, to be honest. You don't speak so, Friulano, okay. so I don't. Okay. But I don't think it's actually, like, Robbie speaks Friulano. Friulano.
0: Robbie, is tazze lenghe Friulano? See. Si. si, okay. Okay, so it is Friulano. Si, si.
2: Perfect. Okay.
0: You qualcosa di nuovo ogni
3: m- Exactly. M- may I, before you guys you may. kick off, Tatalinga is a grape variety, is it not? It is. It is. Okay. And it's a native grape variety, is it not? It is. Okay. Which would make sense why it's a Friulano word as well, perhaps.
0: Mm? I would assume. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Go. Do you have any other questions before we. Not g- yet. Before we. G- okay. You know, jump right in, I as will. always. I will. And, I, I, you know, I invited Heather's here as well. So Heather's always a regular listener. So Heather, if you want to come up on stage, you have a question, you know, I've already invited you up. So, Fabio. Yes. Tell me a little bit about, obviously, this very long history that your family <laughs> has. Maybe one of the longest in for free- you. And school. you are, what is it, 14th, 18th, 20th generation?
2: I believe I'm the 18th 18th. Wow. Yes. That's incredible.
0: Yes. Such incredible history. So give us a little sort of intro about what, uh, your winery is all about. Well, that's a very diff- difficult question. So the winery came into our family
2: in 15th of February, 1585. So that's a long time. 1585. 1585. Wow. 1585 yes. Yes. From a marriage. Some Lavinia Freschi di Cucagna married Pompeo di Maniago. And Lavinia Freschi di Cucagna brought up to the family, uh, the winery and the estate. And that's how we got it. Uh, and since then, it has never been sold. It has never been exchanged hands. It has never been gone. It's never gone away. Okay. Um, Always been in family.
0: Yes. yes now, is yes. there a connection to the town of Maniago? Because there's also a town called Maniago. Yes. But you guys is. are in Butrio.
2: Yes. Yes. Very important. The winery is in Butrio, not in Maniago. Many right. people are actually confused about it. Yes. Uh, so, actually, that Attimis as well is is a mm. place.
0: It's a small village. Actually, that's true. Yeah. Yes. So,
2: uh, but... Yes, our family is connected to both. So At some point, there was an Atimis who didn't have uh, children. Okay. So he, how do you say? Adoptato. Adopted. adopted. Uh, that's an easy word. He adopted a Maniago. Okay. And that made the Atimis Maniago. In Maniago, in Atimis, we don't have any anything, really. In Maniago, we have a couple of high of land, but not wine, because it's okay. really a horrible place to make wine. Okay. So I think. Not, not Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I hope someone will prove me wrong. Okay. Uh, but we have a family house yet.
0: Still. oh in Maniago in Maniago yes okay. yes and there is that and one uh, more could I say so Bu- Butrio, th- so this land and this winery has been in the family in butrio in boot since 1585
2: yes okay. yes it has the winery actually was built way before that the first uh, the first settlements in the area and uh, I'm not sure that at the time it was winery or, or they used to make wine I'm assuming probably it did Okay. But I can't be sure about it. date back to the 12th century, something like that. And it used to be
0: uh, a defensive outpost for... A defensive outpost? Yes,
2: for the castle, which is right on top of the hill.
0: Oh, okay. The castle of Butrio. Yes, exactly. Okay.
2: Then it got um, bigger and bigger and bigger. The first time that wine was sold, a wine that was produced in the winery of Butrio was sold, or at least the first time we have documents about it, is actually written on the bottle. Okay, uh, it says twenty one, well, 21 Zugno, 1529, which is twenty first of June, 1529. Wow, wow. But uh, we prefer to say to use the date 1585 because that's when the fam- that's when the winery came into our family, and we believe this is the, the most important thing. It's not about when the winery was founded or when uh, we uh, the winery started to make wine because that wouldn't make sense. Like, if I actually sold today the winery to you, okay. firstly, you should be very happy. Of course. Secondly, <laughs> you could brag and say that you've, you're you making wine since 1585. Right. But really, in reality, you're making it since, like, what, a day, 24 hours, exactly. maybe less. I just started,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Whilst we didn't, and, and I think okay. this is beautiful, and I think that is the most important thing. So when you're asking me what our winery is all about, I think I think it's a mixture of, Passion and uh, tradition, in a way, uh, because it's something that we've always loved. Okay. uh, And it's something that we've always done. So the winery came in 1585. Okay, we've said that. In the 17th century, uh, a guy called Paolo Di Maniago, and that's not not far from, because it's, it's, what, maybe 50 years later. Okay. He started uh, improving the vineyards already, making Mm. them better and more modern for wow for the time so okay and then we kept on studying so in 1823 a guy called pietro di maniago published a book one of the first one it wasn't really a book it was research but which was one of the first researches and lists and catalogs of all the different uh, plants all of the different vines from part of friuli and part of veneto wow
0: so it was like a catalog
2: yes it was like a catalog of research and i ampli- 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 yeah. yes
0: exactly that's exactly the word <laughs> I I speak English as a as a first language and I have a hard time with that word. I don't know.
3: I've never I've never heard that word. <laughs>
0: Ampilographico. Yeah.
3: yeah.
0: Never heard it. Yep. It's the, a study in the of the, the 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 form and the morphology of of grapes and and leaves. So how you can tell the difference between the grape varieties by looking at the plants.
3: So it's like a sort of subcategory, as it were, of of um, viticulture. Is that a yeah, Fabio. Well, in a
2: way, it is. At the end yeah. of the day, yes, it, it, it's how we firstly how, how we first um, divided and actually the first time we were able to categorize uh, maybe. categorize yeah. exactly. Thank you. <laughs> the different vines because we didn't have DNA, we couldn't study that. We didn't even know it existed at the time, so that was how we did it. Just by looking at the plant.
0: If you ever see like those old, beautifully drawn pictures of grape varieties, and there's almost always a leaf Mm -hmm. with the. So looking at that picture, you can say, okay, the form of the grape and the color and the shape of the leaf, how many lobes the leaf has. Making me think of Bacchus. Yeah, this is how things. you can tell what the grape variety What's is. What's the lobe of a leaf? You know, you how like leaves have like little indentations. Uh-huh. So, uh-huh. yeah, so if, if it's full or if they're very highly divided, you know, if they're very jagged or more smooth, it's, you know, that's how you used to be able to tell one grape variety from another. See? Correct me if I'm wrong, Fabio. You are very right. You uh-huh. are very right. See, I don't, I don't <laughs> talk shit. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. So, anyway, I didn't um, think so. So uh, yeah, a Actually, huge today, history. Today, literally
2: today, I was looking at an anthropographic research from 1939. Wow. So it was younger, and they had this beautiful drawings, beautiful, beautiful drawings of Tatelenge, by the way. Ah, of Tatsalenge. okay. So uh, I'll send it to you. Yes, uh,
3: please. I'm curious.
0: We're Throw definitely away, you
2: know?
0: okay. Because yeah, I, I don't have your number, so uh, <laughs> I can put you guys in touch. That's fine. <laughs> well, we can do that as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice. So anyway, uh, what was I going to say? So huge history here but also a, a history not just of sort of farmers but as, as researchers
2: yeah. of yes of wine it's again it's passion like yeah. when, when, you, when you love wine when you love vines when you love grapes it's not just about wine at the mm. end of the day it's not just about wine making right. sometimes people forget that but it's not just about wine making there are vineyards and that is probably the most important aspect of wine making especially in friuli where we take one vine and we make one wine we don't do a lot of blends. Yeah, so, blending is not the yeah. the norm. So, yeah. So if you're making a Merlot, for example, and the Merlot grape isn't good enough, you make a pretty horrible Merlot wine. Mm-hmm. There's not much you can do about it. If you mix wines, maybe you can get away with it right away. So
0: ah so it's much more exacting when you're making a varietal wine. It's more difficult. It's more difficult because you don't have that sort of oh yeah maybe it's a little bit less acidity this year so we can yeah. mix in an acidic grape variety to sort of prop yeah. it up or really hot year no acidity well we'll take something else that we yeah. um that has naturally more acidity to sort of so when you yeah when you bottle a mono varietal which is the norm here you you can't you, you don't have you a lot cheat. of you, you can't, can't cheat, cheat. <laughs> ah, it's very, very simple very good I
2: agree. that's yeah. a Lenga, for example has great acidity right uh, the, the fastest way to make a good wine from tazelenge if it's too acid is to maybe mix some merlot I don't know it To make less acidity yeah yes it's perfect
0: but it would be cheating it would be cheating <laughs> on, so dude. your so your mono varietals yes. are 100% mono Yes. Varietal. Yes. Okay. yes because you can by law mix yes. in 15% yes but you don't
2: no, we mostly don't. Mostly To the don't. best of my knowledge, maybe we've done it in the past. Okay. But to the best of my knowledge, we've never done it. Because okay. uh, especially on Tatsiling, uh, I was saying this yesterday, especially on Tatsiling, uh, we make about 1,500 bottles, uh, which isn't a lot. The whole of Friuli makes amount. about 13,000 bottles. The whole of Friuli. That's a whole All region. of Friuli. Yes. All of the producers make about 13,000 bottles on a good year. Okay. On a good year, obviously. So why would we want to cheat on 1,500 bottles. Yeah. <laughs> <That's a good laughs> it's, it, it, it's It's That's literally not. It's not like we're making a lot of money from Tatsalenge.
0: Okay. So.
3: I have a, a question, actually. Do they grow Tatsalenge anywhere else? No. You, well. You know how, for example, now I was, I recently understood that in California, they're using, you know, Friulano and so. A
0: little Scupertino. You know, a Scopettino as well. Yeah, yeah.
3: And Rifosco. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Tatzelenge, anywhere else in the world? Are there any South Africans or Tasmanians, as I've recently been reading? You know,
2: probably too warm to make a good Tatzelenge. I don't know. I, I don't think so. They surely can't call it and that You is, can't call it Tatzelenge.
0: Well, outside of Friuli. You can't. Well, if you can call Friulano Friulano or Scopettino. Scopettino. But no. not
2: if you're growing it in, in, I don't know, in China. Or in
0: California. Or in California. You can call it. Yeah. But yeah. I'm, you don't
2: know. I'm not aware of any producer of Tatselenge outside of Friuli. That's the best answer I can give you. But the world is wide, and maybe there are some people who decided to grow Tatzelenge. I would no. be happy,
0: to there's, be honest. Yeah, there's somebody. Uh, you know, Randall Graham is one of these wacky guys who like native grape varieties. <laughs> I, would be, I would be very surprised if Quite Randall... Naive. Randall yeah, Graham. Randall Graham. I would be very surprised if Randall Graham does not have some tatsalengue somewhere in oh, California because <laughs> he's that kind of guy. But anyway.
2: I don't, I don't get it. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm happy because I love tatsalengue, but why would one take a native grape and make it non-native?
3: Uh, but wh- where, uh, So well, what's the definition? They do it with Cabernet Sauvignon. Yes. And Chardonnay. True. Yeah. Uh, so that what's that the definition of it? Well? And it's um, an international variety then. Surely at some point has left its... Its yep. native land and become an international variety.
0: Champagne. What do you mean? It can only be from Champagne. Well, that's the name of a wine. That's not a name of a grape. Ah. Oh, okay.
3: uh, that's all about terroir, right? It's all yeah. about the land. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> champagne <laughs> is what? made with.
0: With what? You champagne is
3: made with. Oh, what's champagne made with? Mm, mm, I know. Give me the first letter. It can't be
0: Chardonnay, Pinot Noir,
3: Pinot Noir, Pinot Mounier. All three. So sh- it's not,
0: a- not all the time, but those are the three great varieties. Okay. Let's not get off the track here.
3: <laughs> it, it, learning process. It's let's, all good. It's all. Yeah.
0: Let's let's talk about.
2: That's a language. <laughs> we can talk about something else.
0: No. The important thing is we talk you about wine. You come all this way, fam. All this
2: way. <laughs> all this way it's from like 10 kilometers, yeah. it's not all this way. So. When you're, supposed, you're supposed to be American,
0: <laughs> 10 kilometers. I've, I'm an adopted Friulano. Now for me, if I gotta go to like, you know, if I have to go to Kodroipo, it's a long drive. <laughs> It's like 20 minutes, but so huge history here now was obviously wine has always been a part of the family history. Yes. Always. Was there the sort of the, that typical period also where there was other things being produced as well? Oh yes. I mean like when you were doing grains and animals and all that sort of stuff, do you still do that or no? Are you just concentrated on wine? We
2: don't do that anymore
0: because we don't have enough time. Okay, so you dedicate all <laughs> yeah. your time to wine. So yeah. you, when did that sort of full tilt conversion kind of happen?
2: It happened with Giancarlo. He started it, and we're talking about the forties, more or less, nineteen forties. So, yes. So okay. that, that that's when that's when we modernized as well. We okay. Were one of the first one, to the best of my knowledge, who had a bottling line. Really? Yes. 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 Huh. And he started making it, and he had so many. He he faced so many. Difficult Some difficulties okay because finding bottles wasn't an easy job
0: finding like it is today actually. Glass,
2: yes, bottles. glass bottles. I'm talking about glass bottles, yeah. labels okay. He had them produced in Toscana, in Tuscany, okay, because there was no one making labels in the region. Whoa, in the and 40s, we're in the 40s, yes, we're yeah. in 1940s. 1940s, we're not in like the 17th Funny. century, or yeah. something like that. It's mad, it's was that's crazy. really was a bit behind,
0: okay, at time, so yeah, wow, that's that's incredible. So so then that's when you sort of made the conversion into you are yes, going to be making wine. Into
2: spending, let's say, full-time job. Okay. Wine making. okay yes, that's more or less the time.
0: So, and you're in Butrio. We're in Butrio. Butrio is a very particular place. Can it you is. tell us a little bit about the, Peculiarities of, of Bujar. I mean, I know about Bujar because working at Bastianich we had vineyards there. Oh, so yes, but I'd rather hear from you. But our vineyards are better. Ah, <laughs> oh, I said, bravo, I bravo. said it. Bravo! <laughs> bravo! <laughs> uh, no, you yes. have some amazing vineyards. But yes, Bujar is a special place. Butrio um, is a special
2: place because compared to Friuli, it is in the northeast of Italy. For whoever doesn't know it, and it's in the north of Italy, isn't that warm? And in the northeast, it isn't that warm in Friuli, it's not that warm. In Butrio, probably the warmest place in Friuli. Is it really it. the the warmest place in Friuli? No, don't quote me on that. I'm not <laughs> the science guy, but but it is very warm. Brilliant. I, w- I yeah. want to see the documents Love on it. that, Fabio. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You just defeated me. No, I'm sorry. I like <laughs> it. You're
3: giving him a run for his money tonight, um, Fabio.
0: I'm, <laughs> cheez- I'm, che- I'm I can just for you. Many documents, him. but not this one. I wouldn't treat him like this if I didn't like him.
3: That's Thank great. You. Thank you.
0: But yes, it is
2: warm. It is actually very warm. Uh, Our vineyards, especially, are exposed south southeast, so that makes them uh, exposed to the sun pretty much a whole day. Plus, we are on just one side of the hill, Ah. and the hills shields us from the cold winds coming from the north. And at the same, but at the same time, we have a bit of wind, a bit of air, which is good because Friuli is traditionally a very rainy place. It's raining today. Yeah. It didn't rain for for the past two and a half months or something like that, but yes. And we have a bit of warm air coming from the south, so coming from the sea. It's milder and it's better. And so, yes, yes, definitely. It's, uh, I was talking with this guy, he's from Trento, Um, he loves wine, he works actually in the wine industry, Uh, and he said it very, very concisely. Friuli is, is the region of whites, mainly. We, we can say that. Yeah. But Friuli, but Butrio, Butrio is, has great hills for reds, and uh-huh. I, and I, I, I think you can tell me today. Wayne by the way has finished his glass.
0: Yes, absolutely. Oh. So I've already, yeah, delicious. Already by the, th- may I
3: just say that my first taste of Tatselenga, it's rather delicious for all of you that are far away. Mm. That's
0: great of you. So, perfect place for red wines. Yes. Does your winery make predominantly red wines then? No.
2: No. Absolutely not. We're still in Friuli, so we still okay. make a lot of Friuli Gialla, a, a lot of Friulano. A bit of Pinot Bianco that we don't sell, actually. Hmm. Um, what else do we make? Uh, picolit, obviously. Okay. We're very linked with Picolit, historically speaking. Um, what else do we make?
3: Are you not the oldest Picolit vineyard in the region?
2: We own in the world. probably the oldest vine of Picolit. Yeah. Picolit. In the
0: world, yes, that huge vine up on the top <laughs> yes, of the hill. Yes, you've yeah. seen it, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I went up there with uh, with your dad. Yeah, it's massive. It's like a small tree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And when is that vine from? It's
2: hundreds of years old.
0: Hundreds. Yes. yes. Yeah, with an S. At least one. At least More than one.
2: Wow. So wow. That's crazy. Non-native speaker, so I don't know if hundreds. Hundreds. Hundred means one, like two hundred. But hundred and one does it count?
3: A hundreds no. is is is. is no
0: 101 would not be hundreds. Okay, so it 100 would be 100 years old. So 100. Hundreds would be 2 to 5 I to lied. 700. You <laughs> didn't lie. You misspoke. <laughs> Thank you. That's very kind. He actually Love it. likes he actually you misspoke. Likes. just like the, the politicians. I misspoke. <laughs> yes.
3: But at least so. in other words at least 100 year- yes. years old if not possibly hundreds, yes. so 2 plus possibly. Um, 2
0: plus I don't think so.
2: Okay. Plus is too much. but.
0: So how, I I mean, I know, you know, Paolo Rodaro said you should never ask this question, but I'm curious. (laughs) How many, how many hectares of vineyards do you have? We have 110 hectares of land,
2: not 110 hectares of vineyards. In Butre, we have about 80 uh, hectares of uh, vineyard.
0: Okay. And it's all connected. It's pretty
2: much all connected, yes.
0: Which is pretty much rare. It is
2: very rare uh, because well, you know, it's easier to sell an. It's not easier to sell an hectare. That's a lie. But it's difficult to buy a big plot of land, like, for example, in this case, a hundred plus hectares, in one in one place. Right. Uh, so we have it because it's an old winery. That's a that's hallmark, actually, of old wineries or old farms or whatever. Uh, okay. Big extension of undivided divided land.
3: Why, why is it difficult? That's interesting. Now you're, what you're saying makes sense when some of the stuff that I've been learning and you hear about people, and, and, and even I did some Vendemia in the past, yep. and you've got like a vineyard here on one side of the road, and then you have to walk up and go around the other side and there's another vineyard. And why is that? Why is it difficult here? To buy a big extended piece of land with, you know, hundreds of hectares in one.
2: Listen, if I had 110 <laughs> hectares and then I decided to gamble and I, and I lose money because that happened in every family, it happens. Uh, I, I don't sell 110 hectares unless I'm really in debt. I decide to sell maybe one hectare and then I do it again and again and again and again. And so that, in a way, uh, divides up okay. the land. And once it's divided up, it's actually very difficult to put it back together because uh-huh. you have to actually go to... Of 10, 20 people and say, okay, I want to buy your hectare. I want to buy your hectare. And everyone has to agree, which is an easy, so yes. I was talking with a, with a guy who sells land. He was a uh-huh. mediatore. Okay. Mediator. Mediator, but mm-hmm. I, don't, mm-hmm. I don't know if it makes sense in English. It's kind of like a broker. I yes. Would. yes. Broker. Yes, Ancient. that is a perfect word. Mm-hmm. Yes, he had to do this because he had to buy, um, I think, 10 hectares for this guy. But the problem with these 10 hectares is that there were a couple of very small plots of land
1: Mm.
2: and the guys in this that own these plots of land didn't want to sell it it had it had no monetary value but they wanted to keep it for reasons that i'm not aware of and he had to go there and convince them and and talk to them like for hours and hours and hours because they didn't want to sell so and, and we're talking about probably i think 10 maybe 20 hectares so that's that's a lot it's not right a
0: small portion of land but it's not that big, enormous. Yes. So yeah, that's, that's it. uh, I was always under the impression that another thing that had a lot of effect on these very small plots of land is that whole Napoleonic division of, um, of property amongst sons, that if you had five sons, or five children, When you died, it had to be divided evenly between the five. Is that why is that Napoleonic? Because it was Napoleon, I think, who sort of instituted that. Whereas it used to be, it was like the oldest son got everything and everybody else got nothing (laughs) Um, or very little. Only if he's
3: a boy, obviously. Yeah,
0: the women were sold off. Yeah. (laughs) And burnt at the stake. Yeah. (laughs) Or yeah. Breeding stock. (laughs) But yeah, it was divided between the children are at least the sons whereas before it would be like the oldest son we get the lion's share if not all of it good old Napoleon yeah and, and so I believe that was part of it so is is that part, or of the part of it too that's no? probably part of it yeah. but at the end of the day if you want to skirt
2: this kind of laws you can always do it and what are they going to do yeah exactly Especially because especially in, in let's say old families one had to be a priest because it was a thing one had to go to war because it was a thing <laughs> right and so how many how many hairs will
0: you have exactly not that many yeah it's easy it's true interesting so um so butrio is is a, is a is a warm area that's really adapted to making red wines yes okay compared and especially to you guys yes. who have that sort of single exposition towards south and southeast yes so lots of sun yes. lots of ripeness Okay,
3: and are we not in the heart of Colli Orientali?
0: We are. We are. Yeah. We didn't say that, but yes, well, it's the southernmost edge of Colli Orientali, yes. is it not? Okay, so after that, you go into the Gravé.
3: Ah, uh, yes. okay. Yeah,
0: right across the street, practically, the right map. across
2: the Statale <gasps> no, becomes no, Gravé. Right, not right across the Statale, because right across the Statale we have a couple of a couple
3: of um,
0: hectares. So yeah. Oh, okay. So not right across. Not right across. Oh, okay, the Statale. sorry, I misspoke.
3: I'm curious. I'm gonna. I just want to see that because. Okay, I'll carry on. Sorry. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: So the the winery now makes. So you you said you have about eighty hectares of vineyards, yes. and all basically surrounding the winery. Pretty much, yes. Yeah, you make most of your wines in cement. Yes. You have avoided the trend of stainless steel.
2: <laughs> yes, we managed to avoid it. What's uh, what's the what's the big advantage of making wine in cement? Cement is much more... It doesn't transmit anything to the wine. So steel, uh, it, they used to say that it was more inerte than cement. Okay. But, but they actually discovered that that is not the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, cement is even better. Uh, uh, so if you want to make, let's say... How can I say it? Uh, uh, we're going to say a clean wine, but that's not... Okay. The exact term uh cement is better and the reason why we've never switched is because we're we've been making wine for so long so we've tried it's not like we decided to okay we're gonna do cement because it's cool this year uh, we've tried cement we've tried steel this is back in the 60s 50s
0: mm-hmm.
2: we've compared the results and we've decided and uh, no okay it's better to make uh, make wine in cement and yeah for many years we were actually heavily criticized my, my dad always tells this story we were heavily criticized by everyone journalists guides and so on because they used to say okay you're making wine in cement but that's old okay you're not modern you own an old winery and mm-hmm. when i say old i don't say i don't mean it in a good way because they didn't mean it in a good way okay and then they changed their mind obviously yeah because they had to at some point
0: well, I, I mean, I of the wines that I've tasted from you guys, I've never noticed that there was any sort of difference between um, the character that you get out of um, a clean wine from stainless steel and a character you get yeah, out of a clean wine I mean, from, yeah. Man, what, yes. Yeah, with Travergolette. Exactly, in exactly. Yeah. So is it sort of like this this whole electromagnetic
2: Yes, that question that, that is involved. Yes, yeah. that is involved. Um, especially. so there's no
0: static electricity because well, no you, cement it's is not has no, exactly. It's not, conduct- not conductive, so you're
3: avoiding electromagnetic,
0: yes, charges. Yes,
3: so I just uh, had to double check my vocabulary here. So chemically inactive would be the way we could define inert, inert, which yes. is a, a great word. Okay, so completely neutral, which is why you're saying clean, but is cleaner a uh, does it have a negative connotation in the wine world? Clean sounds clean doesn't mean it's not rounded, it's not interesting, it's not structured, does it? Clean sounds
0: good. Well you have to be careful not when you say not. clean that you haven't like super filtered it or pasteurized it or anything like that.
2: And that's why it's tra virgolette. Yeah, right. That's okay.
0: Yes. Because it's not clean in the sense of where it's been stripped of all its, its natural beauty. It's just, you know that's it's just cool. it's just doesn't that's have Clean for
3: me has a positive connotation absolutely. without even yeah. fully understanding. Yes, but what, yes, not
2: uh, sterile. Not sterile. It, not sterile, it's sure. Feud. There that's, you go. That's, not sterile. That's the sense. Yeah. You have a clean slate, you work on it, and the vineyards can express themselves as best as they can. Okay. Uh, without anything bad happening from it. Exactly.
0: No, I mean, I've, I've seen the winery a bunch of times, and, and the... Sort of the cathedral there where you have <laughs> literally two or three stories of cement tanks yes, that yes, were we have three. Yes. poured together as almost like a structure yes. is actually quite impressive. It's actually really, really cool. Yeah, actually, yes. I, I, I love our winery, uh, our winery in a
2: way because it's very compact. If you think yes. about it, it's very small. It's incredibly well We managed well to make organized. about 400, four hundred, four four 450,000 <laughs> bottles at the end of the year. So that's, it's, not, it's not the biggest producers of the world. Okay, we get that, but. It's not even, it's not 20,000 bottles. It's it's a good amount of wine right. that gets produced there and gets sold there and gets bottled there. And, and it's everything is done in a very small uh, winery. Okay, Think about
0: it. And yes, the tanks are inside the walls. Yes. And was, they were poured inside yes. the walls. Yes, yes. Yeah, to be yes. as efficient, space efficient yes. as possible. Yes. It's it's really amazing. You've seen them too. I have. It? And I
3: was just about to say that Wayne and I, for me, only a couple of years in the wine it, sector here and learning stuff and everything that's one of the few wineries that i've had a full tour of and was uh, i had wayne next to me to say <laughs> what explain help but i have a question that i'm going to ask now otherwise i'll forget it <laughs> do you sell tazelenge outside of italy yes we do
2: yes that yes, is we do. my
1: question too if i have any chance in the united states
2: yes yes we do sell it okay um, we sell a lot in pittsburgh pittsburgh really yes. yes we have a great client of tazelenge in pittsburgh
1: I love I, that. I,
2: I can't
0: possibly yeah. explain that. love that. <laughs> <Why not>? Again, <laughs> Pittsburgh. It's like Pittsburgh. <laughs> Pittsburgh. Can they not have a good taste?
2: Of course like, What no. do you have against Pittsburgh? No, I don't have it. It's anything Philadelphia, against, right? You know, no, no, Pittsburgh is
0: like Pennsylvania. hundreds of miles west Six of Pittsburgh. Six hours. Okay,
3: same state. Philadelphia. Same, same state. state. I get a bit. Mm. Yeah. Okay, I spent a, a long time in, in Philly. I know it well. Right. Um,
0: Pittsburgh, way to F out there.
3: Okay, boonies.
0: Yeah, but you know. I, I went to Pittsburgh once and I didn't expect to like it and I loved it. I thought, I said, I could
1: live in Pittsburgh. Have you ever been to Pittsburgh? Now? We have a friend yeah. from Pittsburgh. <laughs> Never
0: been. It, Pittsburgh is absolutely beautiful. It's a beautiful, beautiful city. It's really interesting. People are cool. Um,
2: yeah. I, no, I, I have to visit super. It. You have I, visited. I haven't visited, but I have to visit. You must,
0: it. obviously, if that's your big this US guy. market. <laughs> okay. a b- Pittsburgh yeah. outside got, of it's a, cool city, yes. it's a cool city. I like to anybody out there who's listening to the podcast who's Pittsburgh. from Pittsburgh. <laughs> I love Pits, Pittsburgh. I
2: Is
3: it Pittsburgh? No, that's, oh, it's too Pittsburgh.
2: New,
1: that's sorry That's Jersey. That's Jersey. <laughs>
2: exactly. To get back to your question, uh, yes, uh, and native grapes actually. You might think, okay, Tazalinga, Pignola, and so on, uh, there are native grapes. Not most people don't know about it, so maybe outside of the EU, at least, or yeah. outside of Italy, mostly. You wouldn't appreciate them, but it's actually one of the best wine to sell outside because people actually do enjoy it. Maybe not everyone, but if you know something about wine and Mm. you're passionate about wine, I want to try something different. Native grapes are actually fairly good. Um, I brought Yeah. because we're trying to form uh, an association of producers of Tatsalenge to try to save it and promote it and uh, make it uh, more well known yeah which is a good thing and i was talking to many uh of the producers of tazelenge in these past few weeks and everyone said the same that tazelenge is actually uh the kind of grape that people like a lot at the end of the day it's it's modern in a way because it is elegant it is clean it is uh it's not too heavy exactly. it has body but it's not uh Can I, is, pomposo.
3: is it I don't know what is the word for? Yes. Pomposo. pomposo. okay great pompous. word to describe right. um Ben Little comes to mind. You yes. mentioned Pignolo. And this brings me to something else that I was thinking of before. Another native variety from our region, but not from near here, is uh, Terrano from Trieste, from Cast Right. I've heard that that's like hard. It's hard to drink. I mean, if you had a scale of, say, and correct me if I'm wrong, Wayne, if you had a scale of, say, Tazelenge, Pignolo, and Terrano, Mm-hmm. How does it work? Which one is more palate? I don't know the r- the right like. Which one is easier? Which one is heavier? Which one mm. is?
0: That's a good question,
2: mm-hmm. Fabio. Can it you, is. I'd like to. You say can that. weigh
0: it because uh, you guys make Pignolo. Yes. Sir. You guys make Tatzeleng. Yes. Sir. You don't make Terran, but Obviously you make Rifosco. Not. Yes, we do. Which is more or less the same. Thing. Ah,
3: <laughs> so it's like Rifosco, Terano.
0: It's it's related, I believe, but heavier. It's not heavier. It's really, really, really acidic. That's why it's difficult, but Fabio, how would consider, you put that you together? You also have
2: to consider that all wines are made equal. So I could take a link for example. We're selling a Tatzeling 2016 vintage. Right. Someone is selling a Tatzelinger 2019. Really? And yes. Yes. Ah. Yes. Yes. So it's much more difficult to. It's much younger, and the reason why I think I don't think we've explained why it's called Tatzeling and why it's tongue cutter.
0: Well, uh, tell,
3: tell me, I'm curious. Well,
0: yeah, I, well, I was. Yeah, I wanted to sort of take a step back and talk a little bit about sort of the origins Sorry. of Tanzelenge and all that sort of stuff. But I The project to save Tatzelenge makes me so happy because I don't want to lose any more grape varieties in Friuli. <laughs> you know, we need to save Tatzelenge. But um, so, yeah. So bring us back a little bit and tell us a little bit where this name comes from and. You know, maybe where tatselenge as a grape variety comes from in general. Tatselenge has always been here. To be honest,
2: it's okay. not. It's not like uh, some other varieties that maybe were uh, almost extinct extinct at some point. Right. Tatselenge has always been there. We've always drank tatselenge, We've always tasted it. We've always liked it. As Friuli, that's I use we as people from Friuli. And hit the microphone. Um. <laughs> Happens. <laughs> <laughs> yes so it's never been on the verge of extinction it's always been there but it has it has never been popular uh, furlano for example has almost always been up there i'm not going to say the most produced wine because that would be false right uh, especially throughout history but it's always been there it's always been around people always knew it that's not, not up there mm-hmm. but it's always stayed there okay so it's not just about saving it; it's about promoting it. Ah, uh, okay. it's about making it. Mo- so to go back to numbers, thirteen thousand bottles produced, total, total. Okay, Depending in on the wor- in Friuli, in not Friuli. you guys. Depending on the vintage, okay. About five point seven hectares, maybe six and a half. Total. Maybe I missed a couple of producers, but
3: sorry, I don't think so. Five? Did you say five hectares? Yeah. In the whole of Friuli that yeah. makes Tatsalenge? More, more six than five, but yes. I mean, I don't even know what a hectare looks like,
2: but that sounds tiny. It's tiny. If, 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 you, if you put it in proportion to the, all of the vineyards of Friuli, it's about 0.2%. 0.0.2%, so zero, zero,
0: 0.02. Whoa. It's not so a lot. So 0.02%. Yes. So s- that gives s- you small. an idea. Uh, yeah, it is. Nothing. <laughs> it's it is it's microscopic. 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 Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. So... But it's good, It's you
2: think?
1: fantastic, it's, um, don't you think? It's, it's delicious. Fantastic. It's very good.
2: You, you are not Italian. You don't have it. Well, Wayne probably has a more Italian taste at this point. But yeah. you guys, what do you think? You, would you buy it? Well, it's
1: very good. Uh, I love it. So I love the I'm, acidity. I think it's delicious. It's I would same. buy it. I th- so do I'll I. i some more for you. So
3: would I. This is the first time I've tried it, at least knowingly. And I think it's absolutely delicious. I expected it to be... In Friuli, they talk about black wine, you know. Yes. Neri. And I expected it to be really black and heavy, and actually it's really, really drinkable. It's delicious. No, it's called tazelenche
2: because it's very acid. It's yes. almost it's When it's young, especially when it's young and when it's not treated properly, it's very acidic, it's very sour, it's very bitter. And it's almost as if it's cutting your throat.
3: So this way. is my question. Uh, your
2: throat, sorry. Your tongue. Yes. Yeah. Sorry.
3: My question, because this is my learning process, and... So Wayne was explaining to me that you know, when we talk about the structure of wine, it's, it's like four legs on a table mm-hmm. consisting of alcohol, fruit, tannin and acidity, yeah. right? So then this wine has higher acidity than it does tannins. Am I said? Which is well, why Tannins it are pretty high too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
3: But it seems to me that when a wine has really high tannins, it tends to be more...
0: Yeah, it dries your mouth out. Yes. Okay. Yeah. On the which this doesn't do does for me i definitely get tannins on this wine without a doubt No, it, it is fairly tannic it's you not know. pignolo
2: no but it's, there are tannins yes
0: so i think you know one of the things that happens and we had this conversation with ben when we talked about pignolo is you know these wines that are so-called tannic sort of like these tannic bombs as i call them right and i think maybe the the name tanzelinger could be a little bit unfortunate because kind of people kinda of go like, ooh, you know. Misleading even. Exactly. But obviously you're doing something here because I don't find this wine unpalatably tannic. Obviously there's there's some really nice oak treatment going on yes. here that helps a lot. Yes. But it's also very young. Yeah. Um so it needs more time. I think it's one of those wines like Pignolo, like Rifosco that needs a little patience Would for it to come around. Time? Maybe a bit of oak. Yeah. And a lot of, uh, and a good selection
2: of where you actually are placing the vineyard. Okay. That's, that's Why a is impo- that important? Because Tatalinga is picky. <laughs> is <laughs> so it? is that? Yes, uh, it's not the kind of plant that uh, suffers from any specific disease. So it's good for that. But the problem is that it needs a quite a bit of temperature changes throughout the day. Ah. It needs sun, but not too much sun. It needs water, but not too much water.
3: Fussy, fussy, S-
0: yes. super fussy. Yeah. So it
2: needs the right place. You can plant it whatever you want and it's going to grow, but is it going to make a great wine? I'm okay. not so sure about that. Higher, lower on the slope? It's not a matter of altitude. It's uh, not? No, it's more about microclimate. Altitude wow. plays maybe a role in that. So yes, prob- if, if you have a, um, a vineyard on, on a hill, it's surely going to get a okay. better
0: exposure. That is more humid, think, less humid. Just the right amount. Just the right yeah. amount. It's like the, it's like the Goldilocks one. Let's see. Right? This, <laughs> this hillside's too warm. And this, this hillside's too cold. cold. And this, this one's just, just right. right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's just like the three little bears. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But, uh, so, so that's the real. That's one of the reasons
2: why it's never been that
0: popular. Okay. So you it really have sense. to work hard to yes. find where it does its best. Yes. Okay. Yes. You have to plan. What are some of the other factors, the other things about Tanzelenga that are, you know, either more fussy or that are um, easier or more appealing?
2: We've said it before, but uh, it's very acidic when it's young. Yep. So you need time, and oak does help because okay. it makes it a bit more round, it makes it a bit more soft, it makes it a bit more palatable. Mm-hmm. Um, so these, I think, are the keys, and then you okay. have to respect the product. That's it.
0: Okay. Is this you use American oak on this one? Or is this nope. French oak? No, it's French. It's French. It's French. Right. It's French. Okay. So it's lots of new barrels. Because I get a lot of, of that sense of, of barrique. Yes in, some, yes, in some wines we use barrels,
2: we use cask, but maybe they're older. It's more micro-oxygenation.
0: Right. I think that's the word. But on this one, no. All, all new barrels? barrels. Yes, mostly, okay. new, yeah. Yeah, I don't find this wine unpalatable at all. I like acidity in my wine. I, You know, I've become an acid freak as I've gr- grown older. <laughs> really Wayne? Yes, it's true. I I think, and I think the normal sort of progression of people's taste goes from less acidic wines. I know that when I started dating you, Vanessa, we used to drink only California cabs and Merlots and, and stuff that had no acidity at all.
1: And then after a while, we were like, we don't want to drink that. Exactly. That's not good. Yeah, we want more <laughs> acidity
0: in our wines. Exactly. Yeah. I think your palate grows into acidity. Yeah, you know and less sweet yeah I'd say away acidic. from
2: sweetness yeah. that's that's what I think is the key there so that's this just is just my opinion so, so
0: this would be almost sort of like you're getting into this kind of idea of like the connoisseur style of wine here people <laughs> who know wine want to drink tadzelenke listen uh I probably agree with you okay to be honest but on the other
2: hand I hate this kind of kind of idea. yeah yes idea. yes okay yes mm-hmm. I, sorry. I just despise no I think you're right i think you're right people uh, it's, it goes with everything it's true for everything but when you're young you tend to prefer uh, sweeter things uh, sweetness is important at the end of the day we all know it if we make very sweet wines most people would like it and, and if you actually taste very very commercial wines they will be very round very sweet it's, it's just a fact I don't think anyone can say the opposite but I wouldn't be dismissive of them at the end of the day that's what they like and I think it's fierce that they drink what they like and they don't have to drink tazzelenge they don't have to drink pignolo and what I don't like about the wine world is this the thing that how people behave around wine because you have to be a wine connoisseur you can't talk about wine when you don't know anything about wine people are very shy I appreciate people who actually ask questions and try to do their best to understand it. Maybe they don't, but I appreciate it anyways. Mm -hmm. I have friends who are actually afraid to ask ask someone, whether it's me or someone else who knows about wine, whether the wine is good or not. Uh, They're afraid especially to express their opinion.
3: That's so interesting. I went to a wine class. I went to a series of wine classes. I couldn't do the whole course because it was full up a friend of Wayne's, Mm. Francesco. And the first thing he, the the way he began his wine class was by saying that the world of the traditional sommelier is a nightmare. (laughs) And I want to cut all that crap right now with everyone and, uh, and tell you that anything is up for question, feel free. And in fact... The conversations that Wayne and I had when I when he was telling me about the, this project and about me sort of taking part because I like wine and I live here and I'm you know, interested in taking part in the world is that I am a complete neophyte. I'm learning. And so I do ask, as many of you have heard, sometimes stupid questions. But, you know, I'm still getting my head around malolactic. I know, you know, it, all these words, you start and you get it. You understand what it means, lactose, but you... All of these terms, you know, they're, they're quite frightening, I think, for people. And there Absolutely. is definitely a snobbery around wine drinking. And yeah, so it's good that that wine producers like yourself, that have, whose family have been in it for so many generations, are open to, to saying to people, be open, ask, because otherwise, how do we get... Young people, yes. for the right reasons, not to get pissed out of their heads, <laughs> but right. for the right reasons to get involved in appreciating a delicious wine. In fact, you t- I'm drinking this wine here and talking about tannic. I'm kind of getting it in my mouth now. I don't know if I would have understood that two years ago, even. you know like, The language helps me define mm. what I'm tasting. Yes. You know, yeah. you talk about acidity. Acidity is in the cheeks, right? right. It's, it's in the cheeks. But, salivation. Right, but yes. this doesn't have that mm. acidity that's tart. It's not tart in any way. But
0: it's there. It's very, very present.
3: But it's gentle to me.
0: Mm. I also have... Well, heard. speaking of malolactic, you're doing malolactic here, that's correct? Bad. Yeah, of course. So, yeah, because you're it converting makes- that sort of more aggressive malic acid into a little bit rounder lactic acid, right? And yeah. you're doing 100% here, obviously. Yeah
3: and that's what helps to soften it
0: helps to make that acidity a little bit less aggressive
3: I see yeah mm-hmm.
2: but yes if I may add there are.
0: Some, yeah.
2: yes you've mentioned malolactic okay that's a scientific term it's fierce that people don't know about
3: it, I'm not even sure that I know what I'm talking about but anyway <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> but there are other terms that are very easy actually if you think about what round means you just have to describe it to someone and he will get it. easy exactly but round if I don't tell you what what it means maybe maybe you'll get a feeling because at the end of the day, you, may, you might get a feeling, mm. but it's surely not the first word you'd use to describe round wine. Round wouldn't come to mind. You wouldn't dare to, to use the word round. Which for this you, wine, no. No, for this one, for, for wines in general, like who, who thought about round as a first, like who, who said it first? Some crazy yeah. Yes, uh, and, and a smart one, because round is good for description, but you just need uh, to have a, I'm gonna call it a dictionary. Uh, with a dictionary, then you can describe a wine. There are certain terms that maybe people don't un- understand, but if they did know what they meant, and they did know that, for example, when wine is sour, you have to look for salivation,
0: mm-hmm.
2: they surely know what they're looking. They surely be able to describe it better, for
0: sure. Malolactic, a bit of the exception because it's very sciencey. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's you're getting into real particulars there. Yes. So, how many producers are involved in this Tatzelenge project? And you're doing something in Vin Italy as well, are you not? Yes,
2: yes, yes. Okay, so uh, tell me
0: a little bit about that. It's about eight producers. Okay, uh, it's not about. Is that all it's of them? Eight producers. <laughs> is that all of them? There are eleven producers Okay. okay really.
2: Eleven. We got eight. No, it's it's good. It's eight most out of ele- producers. Eight most of bottles. Is pretty good. Yes, okay. yes. I agree. Maybe we'll get the other three. Just takes time, and we are doing something in in uh, in Italy. we've started actually this project because of in Italy, yes or no, the first time that we got together with other producers to actually promote was back in 2012 2013, oh uh, no. we had a tasting in the embassy in, in the u s a embassy by the hmm. way yes in Rome okay. nice good and it was a great success, but then you know you have you always had things to do, so the project uh, fell behind let's say. And then in Italy, uh, they have a section called Micro Mega Wines for wines that are micro in quantities but mega in quality. Wow, okay. I love that, micro mega. Micro mega, cool. And we decided to, prom- to get a desk there, a stand, uh, whatever, and to invite other producers of Tazelenge to be there with us. And so we'll be there with, the other, with these other eight producers. Cool. Whoever can come, obviously. So difficult period of the year and yes so we are doing our best to make it um,
0: as popular as possible mm. so is that sort of the is that the goal is to sort of promote Tanzan in in the sense that you want more producers to consider making it is that what you're trying to do there I mean, obviously you wanna bring more people in and people say, wow, Tatzelenge is really cool. I've never heard of it before. As
2: we've said before, Tatzelenge is picky, so it's not easy to actually find a a plot of land that makes good Tatzelenge. Right. So it's, uh, the first goal is to get it out there to the people, to the consumers, to the whoever wants to taste Tatzelenge. Then what will follow will follow in a way. So yes, I, I hope production will increase but it can be, it can't become. Uh, I don't know, a Pinot Grigio. It can't become Brunello. <laughs> it's just I have a uh, question. It's, it's not. I have a
3: question, not, Fabio. It's
2: because of the vine.
3: If we have to try and explain to people what Tatzelinger is like, like the closest red variety, mm. what's it? Somebody that's never like my dad, for example, who's being, you know, he's French wine all the way, you know. What's it closest to? What's it closest to for you too? for both another of you? Another wine.
2: You mean closest to another wine? Yeah. Yeah. If you had to say, it's like a...
3: Like a what? Similar, close to a what?
2: Mm. Listen, I wouldn't know what to answer to you. I- I'll be blunt. Uh, it's, I'd, I'd pick probably Refosco, but different.
3: Okay. Take, take people... F- but for I don't one th-
2: think your dad would know Refosco. Exactly. <laughs> right. So I
3: want to go, go further out there, and I want to take people that don't know Friulani... Friulano varieties, yeah. um, the regional varieties, and take people to somewhere where they can get a kind of idea. Mm. They know French, everybody knows French wine, and they know, obviously, big Italian wines, but uh, we're in Friuli, and that's what this whole program's about, is promoting these, the, well, much of it is about promoting native varieties and getting, what's it close to? What, what's it reminiscent
0: of? I, I, it's a good question. Yes. And I don't, I don't know if I could come up with an answer for that. I mean, it's not unlike some other wines in certain aspects. If I would, High acidity and tannins, you could think about Nebbiolo, but it's deeper, especially in color and fruit than Nebbiolo. I've never, dare I say. Right.
3: So one so, wine that comes to mind, but it's a memory from many, many years ago, and you'll probably both laugh at me and make me feel small and stupid. Get ready. So I want to say something like, and I don't remember it because I haven't touched it for years. I want to say something like Rioja. You're going to say no, Nat. In terms of... That's not completely off. Okay, so I'm not... Okay, my memory. It's my memory that's talking here.
0: Yeah, Rioja. You can find Rioja that has like a lot of acidity and a lot of tannin. Okay. So... Heather's chomping at the bit here. Heather, did you have a question
1: or well, a comment? My question, is kind of, yeah, my question is kind of like Natalie's. I was just kind of wondering what to pair it with because I'm trying to figure out its taste. That's profile an easier question. <laughs> I have something to pair it with, it can kind of help me understand its profile a little better. Fabio,
2: what do you pair Tazilengue with? What would I pair it with? I'd pair it with meat, mm-hmm. uh, pretty fatty meat. Yeah. Yes, because it's acid. Yeah. I won't um, mention any regional place. I would best. think like, well,
0: Heather being from, from the States, I would say like a prime rib. Have you ever had a prime rib quite fatty?
3: Heather. I don't even know what
2: you're Heather, talking
0: about. Heather, does that ring a bell for you? Prime rib. You know prime yeah. rib, right? Oh, yeah. You, go, you go to oh, a yeah. swanky wedding <laughs> in the United States, you get prime Schwanky. rib. Swanky.
1: It's like a fatty, primary, lots of flavor, not a lot of meat to eat. <laughs> right, right. And it's this would fat, be great
0: yeah. because there's so much acidity that it would work really, really well with prime red.
1: But surely
3: good, delicious, strong red wines always go well with strong cheeses. I would, I would, I would yeah. take a, re, you know, if you, yeah. it's subjective at the end of the day. If, Come on,
0: guys. If I want to drink wine with cheese, I choose sweet wine. Never. Yes, agreed.
3: Not over my you dead agree. body.
0: Not, uh, really?
3: <laughs> I'm British. We don't touch sweet wine. It's not even... I'm with our, Natalie on
1: this one. I <laughs> would
3: take a beautiful, full-bodied red wine, which I don't... It's not easy for me. And All I right, would take a that, sharp...
0: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to knock you right down <laughs> with three words here, which is what is more quintessentially British than port and Stilton. Okay. <laughs> sweet wine and cheese. Okay,
3: but I would also drink a fantastic red with a big massive gigantic lump of
0: Roquefort.
3: A salty blue cheese and red wine for me is
0: paradise. You and I are going to sit down.
1: <laughs> have a fight.
0: <laughs> and we're going to we're going to take like two kilos of Roquefort and we're going to sit down with a, a, with sweet wine and with red wine and I guarantee you love the sweet wine
3: i can feel it right now i know it's gonna happen i can feel it right
0: now and spicy cheeses that's all i'm gonna say exactly exactly what's better than that yes exactly no 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 i i I get that red wine i want meat i want fat you know um so that's why this being tannic and acidic you need a fatty cut of meat which is why prime rib came and
3: they sort of What's the word? What's the word in English? They 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 cut across the, they cut across each other so they that you balance. get that pa- perfect, balance. Perfect, yeah. 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 I get
0: that. So, so you so you're going to pre- be presenting these eight producers yes. of Tanzelenge. All at, of the wines will be. But there. you will have your own stand as well. Yes, yes. The, We're in the wine uh, wine.
2: Hall F, hall stand F. number twenty. Okay. If you want to visit us, if we can try
0: and maybe get this published before, <laughs> before <laughs> if in Italy, but uh, if you that, know, Chiara you or whoever may be listening, yeah, definitely go and, and, and see them there. And um, maybe
2: we can have um, an episode about them, about the other producers. I,
0: you know, I think we, what we should do is we should get a couple more in here and yeah. we should go a little bit, like we should do a deep dive into Tanzalenge. I think that'd be really interesting. Yeah, I agree, yeah. agree. And I think that would be cool because maybe we can bring in Ben Little and, you know, a couple of other guys will do one in Italian. <laughs> And then we'll just talk about Tuscany in Italian. I think I'm trying to think about, but what it, I'm thinking more about, like what I want to ask you, Fabio, as as an individual, sort of what Deeper your personal questions. No, just I want to Go know ahead. a little bit more about your your personal involvement in the in the winery, right? Being the 18th generation, what is your sort of your role? And often I ask sort of people here on the on the show is like, what is sort of your your plans for the future, your sonio you nel know, cassetto. <laughs>
2: well, I'll start with the easy one. I, I've always been involved. It's, it's actually since funny. you were an infant. Not an infant, but no, since I was probably like younger than 10 years old. Surely, how, how old are you now, can I ask 25. you? 25. 25. 25. And because I knew how to speak, and I still do, but I don't want to say it publicly. And I am saying it publicly, by the way. Yeah. Um, I know how to speak a bit of German. And okay. we, ha- we have a lot of German tourists here. Uh, so I used to go and uh, with, when my dad holded visits for German people, I was always there, helping okay. a bit. And this is when I was, well, younger, uh, much younger. And then I kept on doing that. Then I learned a bit of English. So I, w- I became literally the, the translator. My dad's translator for every visit, okay. for every meeting, okay. for that matter. That's a good way to learn. Yes, 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 yes. Because uh, the wine world has different, Many words that are very technical. So and you know them in three languages,
0: <laughs> maybe
2: more. Italian and English, as I said before. German. Let's not talk about German. Okay. Let's not talk about uh, German.
0: So, okay. I should, but I don't. So you've always been sort I've of- I've always been there. With the people coming in. Yes. So you've been very- Yes, tourism is very important. And very it's much the and face of the winery for a, a long time.
2: <laughs> I wouldn't say the face, but I was there. You were least, there. At the very least, yes, yes, yes. Okay and now i I actually work let's say full-time there and i do whatever needs to be done maybe a bit more whatever involves uh, exports and international markets because i can speak a bit of english okay so that makes it easier just a bit thank you (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so that makes it easier to communicate okay so there's that
0: but yeah that's what i do so you so you deal with export markets and what we would call in Italian accoglienza. So the people accolienza. coming in to, yes. to visit and taste and all that sort of thing. Yes, especially okay. if they don't speak Italian. <laughs> so they call on you. Um, yeah, yes, so a,
2: my dad is like, what do you have to do on Saturday? Fabio, uh, you know, we've uh, got uh, some uh, Americans uh, <laughs> coming in. you
0: got to come over here. Yeah.
3: It's that lovely word that we're using at, at, in, in the sector, which is wine hospitality,
0: wine which hospitality. I think is just yes. a
3: gorgeous word. It's a beautiful word. It's lovely. Yeah. And works. he's the man. You're the man. I'm the man. You, <laughs> you are the go. ambassador.
0: A conte d'atmos maniego. Absolutely. If
2: you're English and you, you visit conte maniago, I've probably been there.
0: Yes. Yeah. That is okay. true. Okay. And so, the future. What's what's the future for you? What's the future for conte D'Atimis Are there new wines, new vineyards, new something coming online? and what's the future for Tatzelenge? there is always something
2: new to all, there are always new projects uh right now we're experimenting a lot with the uh, peewee wines the pv varieties that are resistant to uh oidio.
3: okay say that again please r- please r- what does
2: that mean peewee it's it's an acronym it's in german and I won't pronounce it because German have very long words. <laughs>
0: yeah. No, no, trust me. Wee Herman
3: comes up. to mind.
0: but yes. It's, it's <laughs> not P-E-E-W-E-E. No, It's P-I-W-I. Correctly. Yes, exactly. Meaning? Yeah, exactly. So the, it
2: means resistance to a fungus. Yes. Okay. Fungi? It's genetic research. Yes. Uh, it's not cool. GMOs. It's
0: very no, no, no,
2: no. No GMOs. And so we've, we've been experimenting with that. We've made a wine, I think, last year. It's called mm. Floria. It's made of... From Sauvignon Ritos, if you haven't tasted it, you should. Don't expect Sauvignon, okay. but it's a great wine, in my opinion. And now we're trying to plant a different variety of S- Sauvignon, which is Sauvignon Nepis still a peewee variety. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, that's probably, it's surely the, the real bio wines. Because y- you don't have to use products or you have to use very small amounts of products, and you have to consider that these peewee varieties, especially in Italy, in Friuli we can plant just uh, peewee wines that are made from Rauscedo, oh, okay. uh, which is a vivaista. Yeah, it's a nursery. Yes. And so we don't have a great selection and we don't have a lot of research. We don't have a lot of plants, so we have this big limit. But you really don't need to care and you don't really need to use a lot of chemical products with them. So that's very interesting and we have to better understand them. Okay. Um, what else? But what ideally, else? ideally, yes, would stop making everything that is not native. Uh huh. That's that's the goal. Gotcha. Because that's the best. That's that's how we express only real native, terroir. only native grape varieties. Yes. Okay. That's how you express real terroir. Gotcha. We'll talk about terroir. Let's do it.
0: Okay. Cool. And you, where do you see yourself in let's say ten years? In Butrio. In Butrio, <laughs> but doing what? Wine. wine well. no i don't I wouldn't know what do you mean no, but you are you sort of your role expanding in the winery, or i mean are is your because I know th- I find that th- one of the things that I enjoy doing most in the wine world is is presenting and talking to wine with people who come and visit and things like that that I love to do that yeah. are you going to continue with that? will your role grow obviously as you grow older at the winery, will you take over some more responsibilities or um, surely that, yeah. that, that, that for sure where are is the, there any
2: those responsibilities d- coming from i don't know we'll see oh okay. you have to take into account that i've been in uh, i've let's say started working full-time in, the, in a winery about started eight months ago okay. something like
0: that so before that you were in
2: university yes i what was did you study? i was and I'm, I'm not a winemaker so i will we'll exclude that okay that's exclude exclude so enology is not your thing no Okay. No. No, it's not what I've studied. I've studied economics.
3: Ah. Well. But you're smart. You're very smart. Thank you. And
2: economics guy. are
0: you're fucking ver- important. You're very you're very smart
3: <laughs> and you're worldly. If you're going to
0: run a business, you got to know about economics. You know, I don't know a thing about money. I don't know how it works, right Ness?
3: Not a clue. <laughs> <Me> neither. <Hello. laughs> yeah, you know, what I mean, but no, it's I mean, maybe that's not everything. That's part of it. You know, there's always you started the this evening by saying what Every single winemaker says passion is always the key word every <laughs> single time. No matter what differences I see between people, and the differences aren't that great. Some people say, you know, they don't want to you know, don't want to use too many foreign methods, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I'm thinking of different. It's a very good topic, by the way. But. Passion is always what comes first. And right. this whole, you know, the metaphor that the grape is the child, the wine is the baby. So you've got the passion. It's in your blood. You've got the brains. I mean, who knows what we can, how we can sort mm. of transport, export this.
2: Right. Without Which is, always seeing the same things, without, I'd but, say. that's That's super important and that's That's really hard actually it is but it's it's needed as you've said passion it's it's you have to tell your own story yes you have and you have to use your own words so i i say passion and then stand by it because it's what i meant it's what i what's true so but you have to find your
0: other words that's not it's not enough anymore right So, so yeah wow fantastic heather did you have any other questions before we um before we wrap it up here
1: no, I just have enjoyed the conversation and listening and learning a lot.
0: Thanks, Heather. Well, take Thanks, a look Heather. for you know work your magic there yeah, on seller found, tracker. I
1: found a couple. I found a couple of uh, producers, not his in particular, but I found Jacuse and yes. uh, Ka- Casella. I believe it's called. Casella.
0: Casella, yeah. Casella. Okay. Cool.
1: Yeah, I found yes. those two for sale.
0: Buy them, try them. Okay. Cool. Well, yeah, we've been going for an hour and seven minutes here, so I don't want to keep you much longer. Fabio, thank you. Thank you. You've been fabulous and patient <laughs> and articulate, so thank you for for, for coming in. It. Thanks, Heather, thank for you. listening as always. Nat, thank you always thank for you. your insight. And thank you also, Vanessa, for being here <laughs> and having you, some Vanessa. fun with us. So
1: wonderful
3: to be here in yeah. person. So lovely to have you. Thanks for coming. Thank you. So you, you. Right here. All
0: thank right. you for having me. All right, Fabio. I will you. see you at the winery. Yes, really for sure. very interesting, and I'll see you at VinItaly as yes, well. Yes, for sure. Thank you, I'll be Robbie. There. Cool. Thanks, Robbie. You're thank on. You. Cool. Thanks, Thanks, Thanks you. Vanessa. Thanks, Heather. Thank Thanks, you. Good night, everybody. That's you. Ciao. ciao. Hey, I want to thank everybody this evening for coming. Thank you for listening. I appreciate uh, Natalie Benlolo, our co-host, Rob Milani, our sound guy. Follow me on Lata Verna Friuli on Facebook. I'm also on Instagram at Wayne Grape. And you can find this awesome music on YouTube at Beat Ambassador. I finishes with an A. the 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 the